to All Gold Everything, a podcast for people who love democracy. And vote. Woo! Woo! Yeah. Uh, Sandy and I had a day of just like, it was actually Sandy and Heidi's day of fun today. It was good. (laughs) So good! (laughs) We basically had the best day ever. We were shopping! (laughs) We did. We went shopping. Uh, We got some new threads. I'm wearing mine because I'm like one of those people that I go shopping and I want to wear my shit out the store. Yeah, you know, me too. like when I was a kid, and I got to go like a couple times. You know, I would say like at least at school time so we would get cute. a new pair of shoes. You know, then I would be that kid that's like, I want to wear my new shoes out of the store. Put my old shoes in the box, throw them the fuck away. I don't care. I want to have my new shoes on my feet. But I was never even worried about like keeping them clean or anything. No, uh, like I was why? never worried why about would like you be? trying to keep Nikes clean or whatever. I just that was them. a late nineties phenomenon. Yeah. The whole like keep your shoes clean mm-hmm. stuff. I'm glad that it skipped me because like I'm a tidy person, but I'm not like obsessed with things being like super clean. So anyway, <laughs> it doesn't need to be clean. I mean, <laughs> proof is in the pudding. I mean, just saying. So we had a fucking awesome day today. We got together this morning. We got to go to yoga, which was awesome. We got to like our the newest yoga instructor at Moda Yoga. In Portland, is that what it's called? Moto, Moto Yoga in Portland. Uh, his name is Tyson, and he takes a guitar out at the end and does like a little strum. He does, which uh, I ha- I felt some kind of way about it last time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bummed I didn't get to be surprised because Joey had already taken the class. That's true. You had you already knew. taken the class, you so knew what to expect. I knew it was coming, but I didn't know. I didn't expect to have the experience I had with it, which was. One of pure enjoyment. Yeah, it and was really nice. And here's what I'm going to tell you why tell it was me. one of pure enjoyment. Um, I felt like I heard like fingers on a string on a guitar, Yes, which was cool. It wasn't like just a sound coming out of a speaker. Like it's like when I am in the yoga class, I could be really like present with just what's, what's right here right now. And Mm -hmm. it was this, the sound of a, that an actual guitar makes. If that makes any sense. That was pretty cool. I, the first time it happened, it was a little off putting to me, um, because in a top and in a, am I having a stroke? Oh my God. You're like, why did you get your guitar? (laughs) What is happening right now? This is a yoga studio, man. I'm a little over caffeinated. Well, there are some pretty strict rules about like what's allowed. Right. Yeah. They have like this, like no, the silence area, no talking, you know, whatever, no shoes past the front desk. I mean, you know, there's some stuff that makes Mm -hmm. me feel a little nervous every time I I do something that's like a little not exactly right. Um, so I was uh, a little put off the first time that he uh, pulled the guitar out because not only did he, did he pull out the guitar, which is unexpected, but he also started singing, which I don't think he did that this time, did he? <laughs> no. Okay, yeah. So he was doing like a lot of like uh, sil- like um, vowel singing, like lots of like, oh, oh, you know, like not actual words, but singing. So it was a little bit weird. But, uh, was it like a yoga, like humming? No, because it certainly was not like an um. Uh-huh. It was like a uh, it like was it like wasn't a, like some Sanskrit mantra no, or anything like that. It was like a pop star came in to the yoga studio, like Christina Aguilera. Oh, yeah, it kind of was oh, like that. It was like as if Lady Gaga. Oh, just, <laughs> it was like as if. <laughs> Did he put his hand up? <laughs> he might have. I was in Shavasana. Was like, well, that was the other thing is that I was so curious about it. I opened my eyes a couple. Like I was in Shavasana. I know my eyes are supposed to be closed. I get that those are the rules. But I had to like open my eye just a little bit to say like, what, what the is fuck is going on? What the fuck is going on over here? Hey. And so it was a little bit like as if Christina Aguilera and Lady Gaga got together and decided to do like their acoustic set in the yoga studio. sha la 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 lo. <laughs> So needless to say, I was a little surprised. That would but be this a today, little more startling <laughs> if the singing started. And at one point, he did switch into like falsettos, which is like a super high voice for guys. So he was like, 
uh he was like uh <laughs> he was like uh <laughs> that's more accurate that was it like ariel like uh, i might have been less startled uh, if it had been like an ariel ursula situation mm-hmm. but uh it was more like uh, 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 uh. it was just a little i bet he was doing something yogic and he was just on he's he, he was, was just on, on one he, he was, was on, on a yoga a yogic, a yogic plane yeah, absolutely. So it was a little less uh, dis- that, uh, that we just can't possibly understand. I Heidi. can't. I fucking did not understand it. And I'm sure it had nothing to do I with his ego either. No, not, not at all. No, couldn't um, possibly. So today was a little less uh, startling for me because he wasn't into the vocalizing. We'll call it. Um, and <laughs> instead, and I started to consider it like um, I have seen a lot of literature or. Literature would be an overstatement. Flyers recently. Literature. I've seen a lot of flyers recently for like sound baths. Oh, right. I have too. Right. I like that you like were like, I saw literature. Wait, no, it wasn't literature. It was a flyer. (laughs) It was a flyer. It It wasn't like a fucking book or anything like that. It was a fucking flyer. It was an Instagram post. I mean, let's be honest. Made on Canva. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so. What is a sound bath? That's my question. I was like, oh, what's a sound bath? And then um, I think a sound bath is just like a fancy way of saying music, acoustic music. That's going to be my guess. So anyway, today I started to think about this. Maybe this is just a sound bath. Oh. Maybe I'll just be relaxed by this sound bath that I'm in that's being provided by Tyson. Well, my experience was I I was. I I, I felt like I enjoyed a different experience. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed the the moment of just being able to hear the strings of a guitar yeah. and it's in the simplest form you know because i do usually hear a ton of music played mm-hmm. through a speaker mm-hmm. and it's highly you know produced, produced. Yeah, 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 yeah i was going to say producted um <laughs> Not really a word. Not a word. It's close to produce. Close, but yeah. Um, but yeah, so I was just like, whoa, I I enjoyed this, and I saw it coming, and I still enjoyed it. So. Yeah. Thank you, Tyson. Thank you, Tyson. Tyson uh, at Midway Yoga. through that story, I looked over at your microphone stand and saw that you still have your air freshener, Atomic yeah. Glory, or Is what's it, it called? Is it in the shot? It's, I don't think it's in the shot. <laughs> it's not in the shot. Atomic, Atomic Glory. Atomic Glory. It's Blaze of Atoms. I don't know. I can't remember what it's called. Can we call it Blaze of Atomic Glory? Blaze of Atomic Glory. I want to go out in a Blaze of Atomic Glory. B-O-A-G. Boag. (laughs) (laughs) So that's amazing. So anyway, we got to go to yoga, and then we got to go have some some fancy toast, avocado toast, and I had a pear and cardamom toast at Holiday, which was delicious. little shout out. If you're ever on uh, Southeast Division, Holiday is a yummy, yummy spot. Um, and then Juices, smoothies, oh, lots of vegan. It's like mostly vegan, and then yeah. they'll throw an egg on something if you want them to, If right? you ask, yeah. Mm-hmm. So the whole menu is plant-based, and then they'll throw an egg on it if you ask. Um, and then we went and shopped a little bit at Adorn, um, which is a shop on Division, has cutie stuff that we're thinking of partnering with. Um, and But then the highlight for me was that we got to go visit Sarah at One Imaginary Girl. We did. God, Sarah, you are an angel. I fucking love you. I hope you're watching. I don't even do this, Sarah, because... Well, it looks like a rectangle. <laughs> I feel like... <laughs> Can you put Sandy's heart in the heart? I don't know. In Please the heart don't. Filter. <laughs> so, Heidi would probably say this is basic, but I'm going to do it because... I like it. I don't think it's basic. I enjoyed it. I do have a side conversation. A side, um, like, uh, uh, like a... Oh, God. What A digression around the word basic again. Oh, okay. Or do you have to week. clarify? Do you have to clean that up? I don't know if it's that I have to clarify or clean it up, but I do think that I, w- I often use the word basic in my own brain to think of something that's mainstream. Do you think that's an accurate... So you're clarifying and cleaning up. Yeah. Uh, but do you think that's accurate? Do you think Maybe. basic means something else? I don't know. 
do we do we want no, to get into this? Because actually, what we need to talk about is going to visit <laughs> fucking the angelic Sarah at One Imaginary Girl. So one imaginary girl used to be in the Pearl District. Sarah runs the studio. Uh, she is an incredible uh, designer, and she gave us access to her entire collection. Oh my gosh! It was beautiful. It was beautiful. So much fun. Yeah. She let us like shop with Wild Abandon. She was like, "Oh, these sample sizes are this." She was such a. She was so great. She was like, she looked at Sandy. She's like, "Oh, I bet you're a size this. Why don't you try this? This would look great." I mean, it was just like dialed, dialed, dialed. She was so generous with her time. All of her product was so. I mean, I just wanted all of it. Yeah, I wanted all of it. Yeah, uh, I did buy this shirt, so you can't have so it. Cute. It was the last one. No one else can have any more of them. <laughs> Which is another thing that's like really fresh about it because you know you're not going to mm-hmm. see anybody else wearing it, and you know, like you picked it out all by yourself, and mm-hmm. you don't have to worry about being basic or mainstream or that's whatever. Right. Like you actually, I wear what I want. Just did something that was like Sandy got a cutie shirt unique. and shorts that match that are adorable. I can't wait for you to wear. I that. I cannot so. wait for that. I was kind of hoping. I was really hoping to wear it tonight. Yeah, I I kind of wanted to, mm-hmm. but I'm like I felt like we might like super clash (laughs) (laughs) and uh, not that like I think we need to match but like super clash Mm -hmm. I Mm -hmm. was worried about super clash and a super clash with a Uh, atomic (laughs) now I can't remember what we decided to call it blaze of atomic glory boag a super (laughs) clash and a boag in the same moment I it's too much I don't think we could handle it no um, but I did love I um, she she makes the best mini skirt I've ever she seen makes in my a life. Fucking just, phenomenal mini skirt. I just wanted to shake my booty like I was yeah. making pancakes <laughs> in that skirt. Oh my <laughs> god, that's snap worthy. Yeah, that's snap worthy. I mean, there's something about it. It just hits the just, all of her mini skirts hit like two inches above your knee. So good. they're like some of them are like just and the fabrics are super simple, so it's not like weird fabric. It's like you know the one I ended up buying was like a cotton mini skirt and it looks so cute. We're gonna wear it for the photo shoot. Yeah. So one of the things that we did that's great is Sarah was super generous, like I said, with her time and with her clothes. She's going to um, lend us some items to wear for our photo shoot that's coming up at the end of the month. You can't wait. I can't wait. You can't wait. Nobody can wait for this. One of the prints is just, I mean, I want to talk about that print so bad, but I don't know if we should leave it as a surprise. Yeah, we'll just leave it as a surprise. You're going to have to check it out later. Yeah. So it was that was like easily the highlight of the day, talking to Sarah and um, going for to sure. that. Yeah, she was great. Um, and then we kind of split up and we parted ways for a little bit and now we're back together. I know. What a day. What a day. (laughs) But I've been in dreamland about about what we did and about this photo shoot and the ideas that we came up with. And it's like, we just collaborate so well together because I just felt like everything just like came together and it was great. And it's going to be great. And I'm in dreamland. Yeah. Well, part of it is that it's super fun. And then part of it is that you have great creative vision. And part of it is like, we're just fucking fly. So, you know, we have, we make good choices. It's hard to just like have (laughs) things just not just come together. I mean, so um, this is our fourth week on video. Week four. Go to YouTube. Make sure you subscribe. Please share the link. Um, it is a it's a big deal for us, um, and it's really fun to be doing on video. But it does have some. Uh, it has changed our setup a little bit. Yeah. Well, we're tweaking it every time. Well, right. when by we, I mean Mark. Yeah, Mark's doing a great job. Our Thank diligent you, Mark. producer. This beautiful lighting. I just I feel like oh there. He- <laughs> yes. Mark's avatar is this lovely pumpkin-inspired candle, perhaps. <laughs> um, but anyway, it's getting better and better. It's so much fun. Um, I will say it is inhibiting my ability to snack on the show. Yeah. That prior to this, when we used to just do audio, I would always, like, bring some popcorn in or, like, lay – I actually – Pop, just bringing popcorn is kind of an understanding. I would have like all kinds of snacks set out on that little table and then I would just move away from the microphone while I was like snacking basically. Or sometimes I wouldn't move away from the That's microphone. True. I'd be like, <laughs> if I, I wasn't pretty, pretty hard. 
then I was like, with the Tootsie Pop is the one I remember being really Or I don't know, was it a Tootsie Pop? Some kind there of was a there was a Tootsie Pop yeah. moment. There was a Tootsie Pop moment. Yeah, it happens. Um, so it is harder to snack when we're on video, um, and it does mean that we can't come straight from yoga. I mean, we do have to put a little bit of I, yeah. I mean, we kind of wake up like this. Yeah, no, but that's not really very honest. I mean, you can tell. <laughs> I don't wake up this pale. I mean, you have a lot of makeup. To I make am just me this pale. one of the things that's really fun though about this is it's fun to kind of go into my own closet and be like, okay, what can I wear? Like, what kind of look can I bring? It's fun to see what you're bringing with your looks. It's just kind of a fun thing because I don't spend much time going out anymore. Right. Um, occasionally I get dressed up for like an event or something that I do, but you know, it's like, oh, it's just kind of fun to play. So I was just wondering what your thoughts were on being on video if you have any. I don't know what I your mean, thoughts are, how it's changing for you. It's been a trip because I thought, I think that the first, the first time we did it, I was just like, oh my God, this is so fun. I see myself on TV. <laughs> oh, this is so fun. And then the second time I was just wrangling, I don't know if it was the second time, but I remember mm. the second time I remember, I'm like just you wrangling, wrangling your puppy. Yeah. And I was like, I was not present and I, I hardly even, and then I was busy and I hardly had time to watch that. Mm. And then the third third time I watched it and I and I felt like I finally was able to watch it with like a critical eye and then yeah. I was like so then I was seeing everything <laughs> that's hard that was you know could yeah. could use improvement mm-hmm. and it, I mean it wasn't that hard it wasn't that dramatic but it's like watching it with a critical eye was a different experience than yeah. watching it the first time when it was just like oh my god we're on tv well I will say one of the things that's interesting this is true for me I think it's probably true for you too is that you know we look at ourselves with the kind of just like uh I think generally we are Hmm. Let me start this over. This is true for me. Generally, I have a lot of self-love. I think this is true for you too. And I try not to be super critical of myself, but it is hard to be on a video platform now and not be like, oh, I don't like the way this looks. Oh, I don't like the way that looks. And so this is a great, I think, experience and opportunity for me to keep showing up because I think what we're doing is so important. And I think the words we have to say are actually so much more important than like what I look like as right. I say them. Yeah, yeah. So it's really good to kind of sit with a little bit of discomfort. Like on the first episode, there was something that I didn't love about like being the way I was lit or something. And I'm like, it's okay. I'm hardly going to say we can't put this out there because I don't, oh, yeah. you know, because I'm so self-centered that I don't like the way. No, like, but you did make sure you, know, you get the selfie camera raised as right. high as you can. <laughs> Tonight, that camera is high. It's tilted <laughs> down. We got that dialed. Yes, that is true. Heidi's happy. I'm much happier. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so it's been for me. I have actually, I'm surprised by how much I am enjoying the willingness to just move forward, even if I feel a little uncomfortable with the way I look in an image. Oh yeah, like you know, I'm like it's not about you know having any regret about how I look because like this is me. But when we get a long shot in a heart oh, yeah. and it's just a terrible camera angle. Right. I'm, I'm not hating on me for that. Hell no. Please. I'm fly. It's a shitty camera angle. Yeah. And so those are the things where it's like what I'm talking about, like looking at it with mm-hmm. a critical eye, looking for room for improvement. Yeah. I am not for a minute hating on myself. Like what I'm actually loving, the part I'm loving about watching myself yeah. is, you know, I see photos of me. I see selfies of me. I mm-hmm. see, I rarely get to see what I look like when I talk in my yeah. facial expressions. And it's kind of like the, ex- <laughs> the experience I love is just yes. like seeing me. I yeah. love, like, it's like, oh, that's Sandy. Yeah. Like that's, that's what Sandy looks on the outside. Like, yeah. cause I only know what Sandy looks like on the inside yeah. going out. And so like to see it from the outside, I'm like, oh, that's good. So I'm definitely not having any like self-hatred from it. Yeah. And um, I love what you mentioned that we're really learning a lot about like camera angles, right? Yeah. I mean, and lighting and and stuff that like, oh, I had no idea about how any of this stuff worked. So yeah, it's really well, it's, a cool learning Like I experience. pointed out earlier, it's like we know when we take selfies, I see 
like your Instagram, <laughs> you know you can take a picture with a really nice camera angle and look re- and yeah. look really good. Yep. And then you know you can take a picture with a really shitty camera angle and yep. look really shitty. Like yep. we know that. So if 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 we can uh. use camera angles to our advantage, then there may be some camera angles we need to cut yep. because they're not quite right. Yep. Yep. Um anyway, that might have been too much detail nah, on my experience good. with it, all but good. that's my experience anyway, with it. Anyway, if you're uh, if you're thinking about going to YouTube for any kind of platform, email us so we can give you all of our knowledge about it. Ask us a listener question, send us something to respond to you about. We want to interact with you is the point. <laughs> yeah. That'd be great. Um, that would be cool. So, uh we are broadcasting tonight. It is the 7th of November, the day after the midterm elections. I feel like we we were talking about this before the show, a little bit compelled to at least compelled you can't be a little bit compelled. You're either compelled or you're not compelled to discuss it because it's current events. Oh, it's yeah. what's going on right now. We were urging everyone to vote last week. So, um, yeah, I mean, how crazy it would be if we came in and just talked about like Kanye again. And it's like, um, <laughs> uh, hello, there's something else there. Yeah. So, uh, there were some huge victories for Democrats last night. I think it was, I heard a, a Republican strategist actually early on in the evening say it was a mixed bag. And actually as the, all of the results came in, I, and I was irritated to hear him say that, but as all of the results came in, it kind of is accurate. It was kind of a mixed bag there were some thank you for saying that because i'm really sick of people being like we won the house yeah. and it's like well don't fuck you like <laughs> we won the house yes but we lost they, there were areas we lost yeah i think uh you if know, this were a true referendum we would have won yeah i mean i think one of the uh one way to look at it is this like in one of the most challenging political times of my lifetime your lifetime our lifetime uh we have one of the most polarizing executives in power um and or executive branches we've ever seen and lots of people that I hear um, opposed to what's going on there. And yet it was still not possible for Democrats to sweep basically. Right. Um, so that kind of had me like uh, in the doldrums kind of eoring. Um, but then, or not eoring, but just in the doldrums, like that's shitty, you know? Um, but then I did start to think like, well, you know, it's a mixed bag. We got some, we picked up some seats in the house. Like there will be some potential to exercise some checks and balances in that way. Not a strong check, or balance, but like a possibility. Thank well, thank you, know? you for being realistic yeah. about it because what I'm tired of hearing is these people like celebrating, like celebrating. Yeah. Like it's, yes, it's a, it's a move in the right direction. Mm-hmm. It's um, progress, but not perfection. Yeah. It's, it's um, progress less than what we hoped for. Right. Yet it's still progress. Yeah, I agree. I, like, I don't think it's worth throwing the baby out with the bathwater and being like, well, this is totally fucked. Yeah. But uh, right. I don't think it's quite the victory that everyone is saying that is. I will say that, I mean, there were a lot of victories for women of color and women in particular. A lot yeah. of more women running and a lot more women um, having success. Although my understanding is that a lot of that su- success was largely um, concentrated in areas that actually were suburban, largely suburban, that voted for Hillary in 20... Um, 2016 anyway um but you know i i mean that does not take away from any of those victories so that's incredible it's that that's when i'll say it still is what it is yeah let's get more women in there and i'm glad you know young women that's wonderful too wonderful too yeah um is that in the house that's in the house um, both of those seats are in the House. One yeah. is from Iowa and one is from New York. So both of those young women um, in the House. And then two Native American women, one from Kansas, one from New Mexico uh, in the House of Representatives. Two stories that I thought were weird uh, was, I'm not sure if you've heard this one yet, that voters in Nevada elected a dead pimp to the House of Congress. <laughs> the House of Congress? House of Congress. House of Representatives. Oh. Excuse me. <laughs> I was like, hmm. So is apparently, that, is that just in Pahrump, this House of Congress? So, is it? 
Is it a, what's that place? Is it a brothel at the House of Congress? Uh, the House of Congress might be a brothel in Nevada. Yeah. And the pimp at the House of Congress uh, is a guy I can't even, I didn't even bother looking up his name. He was uh, dead months before the election, but his name had already been printed on the ballot. Apparently in the state of Nevada, if you are dead, and your name is printed on the ballot. They just go, well, you're already on the ballot. You stay there on the ballot. They don't remove you from right. the ballot. And then um, a a, uh, a set of commissioners, uh, if you are elected as a dead person, a set of <laughs> posthumous. Oh, my God. You know I can't say this. Posthuman. Humanistic. I think it's posthumously. Posthumously. If you're elected posthumously, they... Uh, posthumously. Posthumously. It's so funny. <laughs> if you read the literature on the Instagram and you posthumously... Uh, posthumously. Post. Uh, then if you are elected, uh, but you're dead, then <laughs> this committee of people get to appoint someone to replace you. So it could be a kind of a political move. Huh. Yeah. So that that's in the, city, in the state of Nevada. I don't know if that's everywhere else. But apparently this pimp in Nevada had put it had gotten on the ballot. He was found dead a couple months ago by none other than Ron Jeremy in Nevada, maybe in a brothel, maybe in the House of Congress brothel. This is good. I know. (laughs) I know Heidi Fleiss is involved. You know it. I know she is. God, she has not been on the radar in a long time. Well, you know, she's she's like holed up in Pahrumpf, not posthumous, Pahrumpf, Nevada, with her birds in her mat. I forgot that she, oh, Yeah. yeah. How do we know that about her? Is that from Dr. Drew's rehab? Yes. That's how we know that. Well, she also frequents his podcasts more recently than whatever that – I can't remember what that reality show was. I'm not actually um, up on that. that. Getting Sober with Dr. Drew or something. Yeah. Um, Celebrity Rehab. But she, it's celebrity rehab. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so she's, um, they're apparently good friends and she oh. shows up on, they, they try to like intervene on oh her addiction. God. Dr. Drew and Heidi Fleiss being good friends. I'm, it's like, I feel like that would nearly make as good of a podcast as Dr. Drew and Adam Carolla. She's like, basically, is she the female version of Adam Carolla? No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. No. She's a, a former madam slash meth head, but she's a really honest, um, she's a really honest addict is yeah. what she is. Yeah. She's really sick and stuck in her disease, but she's She's really honest about it. And yeah. she's like, I remember once I was seeing a patient in a clinic who had a, a meth addiction and she was in her like late 60s. She looked mm-hmm. like she was in her 80s. But she was like, look, you know, it's it's really um, too hard to get clean. I've mm-hmm. tried it several times. I've had mo- I've had clean moments in my life. It's too hard to get clean. Mm-hmm. This isn't actually an easier life for me and I'm just going to do it. Ooh. She just made the decision. God, yeah. She's going to live this way and she mm-hmm. was really honest because it was in, we were in a healthcare setting yeah. and she was really honest about with yeah. her provider about it. And I was just like and and the provider was very respectful to her and was like, "Okay, I hear you. Like how can, you know, let's just see how we can best support you." And it's kind of like Heidi Fleiss the same mm-hmm. way. She's just really honest about her disease. Yeah. And she understands it and where she is in it. Yeah. Um, but she crazy. She crazy. <laughs> she crazy. I want to have her call in the show. <laughs> right? I would love to have her call in. Yeah. And- she collects and rescues large birds. I did know that. Yeah. I knew that from Celebrity Rehab because I think she was saying she couldn't go to rehab because who would take care of her birds? Right. Yeah. So uh, anyway, the dead pimp got elected. And I'm sure like strategically – that Republicans in Nevada, or sorry, anyone, this committee of people in Nevada. Well, wait, wait, like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> was the pimp a Democrat or a Republican? He was a Republican. I love that shit. Yeah, so he's a Republican pimp on the ticket on the Republican ballot. So then this commit Republican oh, set, Republic, <laughs> set of Republican commissioners get to replace him with whoever they want. So that's the oh. first one that I thought was like really, you know, aside from like the very seriously noteworthy events, uh, that one. That's like, very like, seriously like, noteworthy. Seriously I'm, noteworthy. Like, I'm yeah. not entirely sure why we're not talking about it more, frankly. <laughs> know, right. so, um, the other one is that uh, this one I have not fact checked. 
That's okay. So you know we, we you know we play fast and loose with our facts around here. Uh, okay, a couple of years ago, I think you remember in Kentucky, there was a woman named Kim Davis who was a clerk at like a marriage license office, and she de, uh, she refused to oh, issue I do remember. a marriage license to yes. same sex couples, and it was like a huge or I mean it was a huge. I think it went constant. I have a feeling that it went uh, that it was a constitutional challenge. Court. Yeah, I think it went to the Supreme Court or something. I believe it did. Okay, it was so, either that or the wedding cake maker. Uh, yeah. I mean, the wedding cake maker I know has been to the Supreme Court. I don't know if Kim Davis has. Okay. Okay, So, um, much to my chagrin, shortly after that, she was actually elected to the house in Kentucky. I'm thinking this has to be the state house, not the uh, federal level house of representatives. So like, ew, that's disgusting, unfortunate and all. Actually not shocking, right? Not shocking. (laughs) We don't have any listeners in Kentucky. So say what we want. Well, no, I mean, not even (laughs) just about Kentucky, just like people are coming out of the woodwork, just like letting their like, uh, like, like we might want to let our freak flag fly. They're letting their their like bigot flag fly right now. And so it's not just not shocking anymore. So anyway, she was I keep elected. I'm so no, sorry. it's no, it's good. This is good band. This is the point of the podcast. <laughs> okay. So uh, it would be weird if I was like, ah, bah, 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 bah. okay. So anyway, she was elected to the house to the House of Representatives in the state of Kentucky, and last night she was unseated in the election good. by the very man whom she denied a marriage license to. Yes. No. Yes, 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 That's yes. the realest shit that, right there. That is some That's image. the realest shit. Okay, that's what I want to happen. If you say no to me, if you're some kind of a-hole, I want to get the sweetest, most ironic revenge. That is justice. That is justice. That is justice. That is justice. Yes. Justice. <laughs> I like this as your justice. <laughs> it's very firm. Your gesticulation. Justice. This is for justice. Justice. So I really felt like. I want to be like. Ah, ah. You want to be like Christina Aguilera <laughs> doing an acoustic session in the hot yoga room. I'm. I'm right there with you i it's like i'm in your brain right now uh so (laughs) you are beautiful no matter what they say so um so those were the only two election stories that i I really felt you made my night i know oh i just (laughs) don't fact check that i I need i need to fall asleep tonight believing i thought about fact that that is truth and then i'm like fuck that that's a great fucking story that's what we're yeah that's where we're on don't fact check that um one other thing is that there is this new documentary on Netflix it is called Serving the Royals and it is about uh, the royal family of I guess Windsor the Windsor royal fa- what the fuck I don't even know what they're called isn't that the queen, queen the queen okay. right like yes. is there another yes. I mean I just got worried that maybe I'd say like the royal family well, I'm sure. and people would like be worried people would like be confused like, I was like which, talking about myself which royal yeah. family I don't there's some I don't know which royal family okay the, the London royal, the yeah. UK's royal family no I think you're right okay here's the thing they're like some serious like well, I don't know what they're called, Britophiles. Mm-hmm. There's a word for them. There Anglophiles. 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 And they'll know. And then, like, we probably have listeners over there who yeah. are just going to, like, cringe. So we'll, we, I know we we'll probably get it in wrong. The UK. Whoever you are in the UK, you're listening, send us an email. Please reach out to us. Let us know about this. Okay. Oh, I wonder. I might know who it is. Ooh. Hey. Special message. <laughs> Okay, so in the show, uh, it's a documentary series that follows the the staff, the specifically the butlers to the royals. Okay, so uh, I have not seen the show yet, but obviously it's on my next thing to watch. I like where this is going. Uh-huh. So um, I don't know who is the weirdest of the royals. I mean, and I'm not entirely sure which of the cast, like how wide the scope is, right? Is this just like the queen and... Her husband, I think his name is Albert, and like Charles, and what's her name? Who's not Diana? What the fuck is her name? Camille. Camilla. Or is it Camilla? Camilla. And Charles and Camilla, or does it also include like Harry and Meghan and um, 
What are I their can't names? Believe the we boring have, ones. I can't, Catherine and the responsible ones. Will, uh, William, William and Kate. And Kath, William and Kate. Okay. So I don't know. Wow. I thought I knew the Royals better than this, um, but I'm, I'm going to watch the documentary. I'm going to let you know. Okay. So, so far, what I do know about it is this. Prince Charles has a butler who irons his shoelaces every morning. Yeah, so do I. His name is Joey. What the fuck? No, I'm just he playing. requires that his shoelaces be ironed every day before he like laces up his shoes. Or That's weird to me because I think of rich people as having shoelaces that are round, like those thin round shoelaces, right. not like regular old flat white sneaker shoelaces. Um, I watched The Crown. Mm-hmm. And I got through a season of that. I had to watch it with closed captions. That, that gentleman that we're speaking of. Um, Albert. Albert. Mm-hmm. He's an athlete. And mm-hmm. we might be talking about sneakers. He Could may be. be going for a run. Could be. I also kind of envision them all wearing like vans with stretchy stuff on the, the stretchy vans that don't have any laces. Like the slip-on vans? Yeah. <laughs> the ones with like the skaters in LA wear? Yeah. 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 yeah I mean, totally. They're rich. They can afford lots of pairs of shoes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, so but they're always white. They are. They are. They are always very clean. Very clean. Wear them once and then toss them. Right. Okay. So that's one thing that he has done. He has his shoelaces ironed every day. The other thing that he has done is he has his butler uh, squeeze his toothpaste. So he never has to squish the toothpaste well, too. Yeah, duh, so do or I. Whatever. I have so, my my butler do that. <laughs> His name is Joey. Thank so this you. is a little bit different question yeah. than like what would you do with millions and millions of dollars? But if you had a butler service, what do you think would be like the weirdest thing that you would have them take care of for you? The weirdest. Or what I mean, I don't know. So you're talking you're talking about that. I'm like, he's gonna make me pancakes. <laughs> but that's not weird. Well, honestly, and I couldn't think of anything weird either. I was like, oh, I would have them drive me around. I would love to have a I would love to have car service more than anything. I don't we don't even live in a city that requires car service. No. You know, we don't even live in New York City. But I would love to just have a, a driver slash car service all the all the time at my disposal. I know what I would do. What would you do? Um, I would have my butler go to work for me. <laughs> you wouldn't need to go to work. Because I'd have a, because I'd be a royal. Yeah, because you'd oh, be a royal. Shit. So I also was thinking, I do not think that I would have a stylist because after our shopping adventure today, it was so fun. I want to do it myself. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want someone bringing me the options. I want to do it myself. You know what? I don't. I don't want somebody styling me because they don't. I mean, maybe they if don't. maybe if they knew me really, really well, yeah, I could sell you. Maybe. But it took me forty-two years mm-hmm. to get to know. What looks well? It didn't take me forty-two years. It took me like less than that. Started the minute I came out of the womb. That was a lie. <laughs> that was a lie. But it took me into my adulthood. Yeah. To be like, because I could look at all the cute clothes and I'd be like, "That's cute. That's cute. That's cute." But now I can discern what would, like, speak Sandy, mm-hmm. like, tell the world who is Sandy, and what would also like flatter me the most, right? Yeah. So I know when I go dress shopping, what kind of dress not to get. Yeah. No matter how cute it is. Yeah. Sorry for you. That doesn't look good on me. One of the things that was great about shopping with Sarah today was she was like, any of these fabrics I can make in any of these I shapes. Know, I know. Oh, you like that fabric and that shape? I'll make you that out of that. I was like, what? Anyway, that's a sidebar. Yeah. But yeah. No, truth. I agree. I would not have someone shop for me. I would have someone cook for me. Oh, yeah. Uh, personal well, chef's yeah. a no-brainer. I love cooking, but like on a like on a routine basis, so on my busy days, I could mm-hmm. come home and have food, but I don't want to totally give up. No, you wouldn't have to. (laughs) But you would have someone Mm -hmm. making you pancakes all the time. Yeah, Um, yeah. And I think I would have someone, I would like to have someone draw me a bath. I have that. Like on the regular, you do have that. Mm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, I would also like to have an in-house manicurist because I am in trouble tonight. I didn't get to the manicurist this week and I have a couple missing ones. Yeah, but that's just like, oh, that'd be nice to have all that. Like, Mm -hmm. who wants to sit and listen to us talk about that? Mm. What would be weird, though? Like, what's the weirdest thing? I can't think of a weird thing I'd have a butler do. That I hate doing. Got one? Well, this is just a question. I don't know. I'm not feeling I would want a butler to do this. Okay. But 
Would we get to the point where we're like, Butler, wipe my ass? <laughs> I'm trying know. to think of something weird we might actually have a butler do. <laughs> I, I would. I might have a butler be the one in charge of tweezing my husband's nose hairs oh, instead of go. me. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe Some that would be it. Stuff? Yeah. yeah. Totally. Yeah. That's something I could give up. Yeah. Um, shoot. That's all I could think of. I know. The other thing I was thinking of is I would have... Um, I would have someone clean, but that's different. Like that's yeah. different than housekeeping. I mean, housekeeping is like not even a weird thing. Yeah. People do that all the time. You know what it is? Is because we're not we're not rich, so we can't be rich and eccentric yet. Mm-hmm. Once we would like get uh, rich and eccentric, uh-oh. that's when the weird shit yeah, would come. That's true. That's when you would be like, I need you to deliver me seventy five rolls of eighty five <clears> millimeter <throat> film, and I want to watch it in a dark room. Yeah, and, like, uh, and I only want the orange skittles yeah. shit like oh, that. Fuck. Yeah, but because red we, skittles for me because we just like have to be humble because of yeah. like our place in Although, the order of things i did buy us mega millions tickets you have two tickets i have two tickets the jackpot's 90 million dollars so all we'll right see what happens so maybe we have a opportunity maybe i would be like if i was really eccentric and rich i'd be like give me an entire room of the blaze of atomic glory air fresheners but you wouldn't <laughs> like right now the person you are you wouldn't but maybe once you get ex- eccentric you're, you're right. right once i get eccentric yeah that's true that could happen yeah so. I hope it doesn't, though, because we've, we've already had our lottery episode. That's true. So. And we've discussed this, and we have, like, boundaries set about what we're going to do with the money so yeah. that that doesn't happen to us. And I hope that we can both stay humble. Oh, humble. I really do. do, do. Um, yeah, that's so that's all I have. That's all I have on uh, catching up stuff, kind of, like, getting into the chit-chat of today. Our uh, primary discussion today, however, is about Thanksgiving and family. Yeah. Yeah? Is that, like, kind of an accurate? Totally. Um, but I, I feel like I have... Oh, do you have more stuff? I had some other stuff to check in. Well, I had something very important that's happened in my life that I have to share with the All Gold Everything listeners. And this gets back to my one of my deepest, truest loves that we when we first started this podcast, we thought we would talk about a lot more, Mm -hmm. but we haven't really talked about it a lot. What is it? Well, on November 4th of 2018, a new season of The Real Housewives of Atlanta dropped. Yes, girl. Yeah. Yes, girl. And it did. It did what it always does. It gave me life. Yeah. Um, So I just, I feel like that there might be one or two listeners out there who may have, be feeling how I'm feeling. Mm -hmm. And I just want to like talk about a few bits and pieces of it because only the first episode, but so much has happened. Yeah. I agree um, with you. I thought we were also going to spend more time on Real Housewives. Part of this is because I can't get around to watching it. Yeah. Um, it would be tough to just jump in right now, yeah. especially on Atlanta. I've been on the bandwagon since the beginning. Yeah. I did watch a little bit of Atlanta. Though. So, like, I know who Kim is with her wig business. And yeah, I know. she's not really on anymore. Oh. Hmm. Yeah. And I know But who... she's also a good one to talk about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lots of drama with her. Do you know who NeNe Leakes is? Yes. Okay. So, I mean, this... I don't know how she's a real house. Like, is she married to someone? Is she independently wealthy? Is she like famous? She's kind of famous for having a song now. No, that's Kim. Oh, sorry. Don't be tardy to the party. Mm -hmm. Okay. Oh, hey. Okay. No, so Nini, Nini's probably doing pretty well for herself. Yeah. um, But it's mostly because of Real Housewives fame. Mm -hmm. So she was a stripper Mm -hmm. and she had, I think she had a previous marriage and then she married Greg Leakes. Okay. And Greg Leakes is probably sort of, um, was a bit of a sugar daddy for her, but they were, I mean, they actually are partners and they're a Mm -hmm. team. Um, but she married him and got this, um, got to like kind of move on up into um, a higher lifestyle yeah. because of her marriage to Greg Social Leakes. climbing, yeah. Total social climbing. Yeah. Um, and then she got on Real Housewives season one with a real bad wig. Uh-huh. And she, you know, and she's like, she's the OG of Atlanta and she's comedic 
genius, mm-hmm. comedic gold. I mean, these women are the funniest women, um, but she's definitely the the head the head. Um, I don't know. She's the queen. Yeah, she's the queen. She's Nene Leakes, but she's she's also um, a very polarizing character herself. Mm-hmm. She's out of her fucking mind, and yeah. I'm sure that there's in in it's been many seasons, but I'm sure there's been drugs. I'm gonna say it, Nene. I'm not afraid of you. I know. Call us. I know. Call us. I don't know where she is with it now. There's some real shit going on in her life. Um, But she also, like, she's got temper issues, anger management issues. She says what she wants. She's adorable. She's funny. But she's got some issues. There's been some ups and downs. I'm not going to lie. Um, I have not always been on Team NeNe. But right now what's happening, so I don't know how many seasons. It's like eight or so seasons of Atlanta. I have no idea. You get to know these women. Yeah. And um, her husband. Is Portia still on? Yes. Okay. Girl, yes. Girl, I love Portia. Fucking yes. Um, <laughs> so, but Nini's husband um, has been diagnosed with colon cancer. Oh, man. That I, shit's gnarly. I cried. Yeah. I, I cried watching The Wasps. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. You yeah. know, though, it's awesome because it's kind of like, I hate to call it like a guilty pleasure, but it's like the thing that you love and you like, you've seen, you've watched it from the beginning, you you know, whatever about realness or, you know, it seems like those ladies show up with some realness. Oh, and hells if yes. If it's not real, it's like still um, like a part of them or whatever, you know? So it's like, they, sh- they oh, bring yeah. it. So oh, it's yeah. Like- no, especially Atlanta. Atlanta brings it 100 yeah. every season. Um, anyway, so that's like the first thing that is just like, you have, I have to talk about it. I have to. Um, the other thing, number two, is that Portia's got a man and oh. Portia's pregnant. And oh. this is, this is tough for me as somebody who considers herself like a, like I'm all about a healthy relationship and oh. I'm highly suspect of this shit. Oh, and it's kind man. of a bummer to watch. But Portia, She's bringing it this um, episode. But this episode, she was a little too giddy in love, a little too over the top. And I'm like, come on, bring it back, girl. But she made me laugh so hard in the first episode. Love it. Yeah. Kenya had her baby. So that was real. She's like 46 years old and she had a baby. Oh, my God. She's kind of fired. She's not on the Real Housewives anymore. Because she had a baby? No. No. I think there was. (laughs) I I think it. I don't know. But anyway. um, And Candy, who's 42. I'm always going to. Candy's my age. She's talking about having another baby. And her daughter, who reminds me a lot of my daughter, uh-huh. like called her out and was like, yeah, no, not the way you guys parent now. Is that Candy Marks? Is that her name? Candy Burris. Oh, Candy Burris. She was an okay. escape. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Got it. She's a singer. Yeah. 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 And I think that that's all that's, that's like newsworthy, noteworthy. Cynthia's got a man, but of course Cynthia's got a man, mm-hmm. you know? Duh. Yeah. But it just, <laughs> it, it gave me life. I was loving it. And then I thought there was something else I felt like... We needed to talk about, but I don't remember what it is anymore because I don't write it down. Mm. Anyway. I take some notes on my phone because otherwise I will forget mm-hmm. and then I'll be like, well, we've got nothing to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, that made my day. Well, I good. think that everybody should watch it. And you can watch it now because it's just starting. Sweet. Well, and I have some time, so maybe I'll fill my time with that. Yes. Who knows? Who even knows? Yes. I don't even know. Um, so we were talking about um, we're moving into the holiday season. Yes. It is um, kind of the Bermuda Triangle sometimes, the season of Thanksgiving, Christmas, and New Year's. Yes. Thanksgiving. Why do we call it the Bermuda Triangle? Uh, in recovery, we call it the Bermuda Triangle because like people go out and we never see them again. <laughs> oh, okay. That's actually kind of clever. Meaning like that they get drunk and then they're just out drinking for the rest of their lives yeah. <laughs> or they just decide not to come back. Yeah. But it's just like it's a hard thing to navigate. Uh, it can be a hard thing to navigate sober. It can also be a hard thing to navigate if you're not sober. Right. Holidays are tough. So or can be tough. Yeah. They don't have to be. So is the Bermuda Triangle, is it because it's Thanksgiving, Christmas, and New Year's? Uh-huh. Is that the triangle? Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah. I get it. Okay. I'm, I'm right here. <laughs> and is there a circle around the Bermuda Triangle? I don't know. It's a triangle. It's definitely just a triangle though. Yeah. But okay. they could just, it could just be a line, but then the metaphor doesn't work right. as well. So. No. No, it's like, I've never heard it. All my oh, years. Really? All my years oh, I haven't funny. heard that. So, or maybe I just wasn't listening. <laughs> I'm like, uh, no, so- I can't fit any more of your <laughs> fucking analogies in my head. No more no. analogies. No more. Kind of, you're right. It's kind of a clever one. It's not it's like, a good you know, one. whatever. So, um, so Thanksgiving is coming up and, you know, we were talking a little bit about like family and, um, and how to kind of just like get, not just like get through it, but just like some thoughts about having family around and, and what that's like. Yeah. I mean, the, the topic came up for, for me because we we're like planning the holidays and, um, you know, it, it's like. It's almost like this battle is coming that we have to walk into. And um and it's and it's not that way for Joey or myself anymore, but mm. that's the way, you know, it's often presented. Right. And um we were kind of so I got I got an opportunity to talk to Joey um about this and and it was really in the context of how we are going to approach cuz we're having people over for Thanksgiving mm-hmm. and then there's um family for Christmas mm-hmm. and I don't think we really do anything for New Year's that's... What are you guys doing for the Christmas season? Are you guys planning on staying here? Or are you planning on going to Bend? Or are you planning on going to I've had two re- I've had two requests that we go to L.A., which we haven't approached ah. yet. It's, and it is different now yeah. being a married woman, yeah. how I approach this stuff. And yeah. it's tough. Very tough. But yeah. um, but basically, the, in the setting of, of this election and in the setting of politics and in the setting of um, family, mm-hmm. like... Basically, Joey and I, we, we got into a conversation about we, we had to sit down and have a conversation about who we are, what are our values for what we want our holidays to look like mm-hmm. and um, like what boundaries can we set so that yeah. our holidays are in alignment with that. Yeah. And it sounds like really like dark and it's like <laughs> that's not what the holidays are about. But like it, it is because um, for for all of us. I think we would all agree mm-hmm. that the holidays are about getting together with the people that you love, yep. whether it be your family of origin right. or your your family of choice. Family of choice. Totally. And breaking bread. Yeah. And definitely like let's just focus on Thanksgiving because right. that's what's coming up. First things first. What's next is we we know the um, the political history of the holiday, and not many people are like actually like, oh, we're gonna go to your house to eat turkey to commemorate the pilgrims. <laughs> right, like that's right. not why it's we're not, doing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It's like we can we can <laughs> we can get into the history if we and be sadistic, but I think we're all getting tired of that. I think that yeah, the political climate is like, too okay. tough, and it's like you know what? Let's just can we just get together and <sighs> can eat? we just get can together we, and eat? Can we eat some good food? And so like, hang so that's out, not work. So that's what my values are. Yeah, like yeah. my values are around like um, I'm really grateful that I can um, have a home. Like Joey and I are both. We're really grateful that we have a home where we can offer people to come and we can cook food right. and and share that with them. And, and we just really want our family there to do that with us. So then what comes next, and I think this is a struggle mm-hmm. for many people, is – the um, issues with the the crazy family members, the mm. weird family members. Yeah. Sometimes we have toxic relationships with family members. Yeah, totally. And it gets a little bit like iffy. And I know a lot of people are feeling like they have to put their armor on to go mm. home for the holidays. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's where this conversation about coming back to what are our values. Um, and so 
what um, Joey just told me, this beautiful little story about his um, uncle. And he he's, his uncle kind of took a, a bit of a paternal role, mm-hmm. although Joey had a wonderful father mm-hmm. um, right there, too. But he's the one who taught him to, like, pitch a baseball mm-hmm. and just took a lot of interest in Joey and really showed up for him in a way that Joey really appreciated in his childhood. Yeah. Really close to this uncle. And as Joey grew up, mm-hmm. <laughs> when Joey became a bit of a political asshole, uh-huh. like Portland, super liberal, mm-hmm. like, you know, he just, you know, and then when everything happened um, in the 90s mm-hmm. politically, like mm-hmm. we thought that was bad. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Shit. Um, he started to like resent this uncle and he started to like really just kind of pull away from him and holidays were really uncomfortable for him because um, this uncle had a different political approach and he would be really outspoken about it and it really um, got in Joey's way of enjoying the holidays with him and um, like Joey and I when we had this conversation he's he's been able to like reconnect with his uncle Mm -hmm. like in the past several years and he was like you know I'm just so grateful that I can I can set that aside. Yeah. I want to spend time with him. I want to be around him. And he's like, I can totally set that aside. Yeah. And it's like such a beautiful thing, I think, to to talk about, to, to sit down and define what are my ideals. Yeah. And I think once like we had our ideals defined, it's like, oh, yeah, like I can't, we can set that aside. Right. And it's in order okay. to achieve this, we can right. set that aside. Yeah. And it's okay to, to say like, you know, so say, say for instance, I had a family member um, who just, uh, what's the word when you're making it up? Hypothetically, uh-huh. just say hypothetically, I had a family member who perhaps maybe once in their time had a Confederate flag hanging in their home. Mm-hmm. Um, do I not invite them over mm-hmm. or do I, or do I invite them over because I fucking love them? Right. <laughs> and, and is it okay for me to be like, Hey man, that's fucked up. I don't agree with that. Yeah. Yet we can still like right. have set that aside and have this time together because we have, we actually do have another bond and um, they do bring me joy to be around. Right. And, and it was like, it was like really nice to, to put it in those terms. Right. And I don't feel like I have to put my armor on. Right. Yeah. I think one of the things that's so awesome about that is that there, is, there are a couple of things about it. Um, first of all, I think it speaks to resilience in our relationships, that there are parts of us that can go, there are, there are, there are things that we can disagree on vehemently, vehemently with other, posthumously, posthumously, vehemently, all the words, uh, with other people that we're related to. And that if, if we are really clear on what we want out of the holiday or what we value about this space, we go, okay, well then can I set, I mean, it's just like, I love that you outlined it like this because it's really so clear, you know, what do I value? What do I want to do? How, how does this affect that? Can I set this aside in order to achieve this? You know, it's just like really beautiful. Thank you for that. What a gift. You're welcome, listeners. Yeah, you're welcome, listeners. From Sandy. From Sandy. Yeah. Um, well, the the other thing, too. Mm-hmm. What about, like, the other thing that came up was this thing about setting boundaries. Yeah. That, that may need to come in because, you know, the stuff that I'm talking about is kind of stuff that we can handle that's not toxic, that right. doesn't cause harm. Yeah. But I don't want to just, like, glaze over and be like, yeah, that's great. But my mom, she, like, likes to break bottles over my head yeah, when she gets I mean, drunk. I do think that there are some relationships that are so – there we have I think that when we have relationships that are truly toxic, it's best for everyone when we don't have them. Well, right. right? And that's where and that's where like the boundaries come in. Yeah. And so it's like once once we're able to set our ideal 
ideals, Mm -hmm. then we're able to know, we do know, we know what doesn't fit our ideal. And then we're able to like set real boundaries that work. Yeah. So if you're, if if it's really tough and it doesn't fit your ideal that your mom gets drunk and tries to break a bottle over your head, then you might not want to spend Thanksgiving with your mom. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I think the other thing that kind of came to bubble to the surface for me while you were talking about that is, um, it's just kind of like the cultural, uh, pressure or like the cultural conception of what holidays are like versus like what they really are like for me. There's a couple of things I get caught up in. Yes. My, uh, I don't have a large family, you know, like I have, uh, my dad has, um, passed away. His family was very small anyway. My mom is around and then my brother, but they're both in Denver and you know, my brother has two small, my brother and his wife have two small children, but that's really, you know, and then Jeff and his daughter. So it's like, you know, there's like maybe 10 of us when we're all together now, mm-hmm. six, 10. Um, and I have this idea in my head of holidays of like, like th- like fucking the movie Home Alone. Right. Where it's like boisterous and there's people running around and there's all these kids running around and there's all this, this and this and there's like all this action. And so then I show up for our holiday and it's like, hey, you know what's going on? You know, and like just regular chit chat. Right. Not even like, you know, just regular chit chat. And it doesn't quite hit the same energy level that I'm looking for, that I'm wanting it to hit. And so sometimes that can leave me feeling really like uh, disappointed or disoriented. Uh, about it. And so it's like, oh, I can just remember, like, especially as I've gotten older and especially as I've been sober longer, that I'm like just truly grateful to be able to like spend time with the people that I love and like watch a movie with them. Right. Sit down and like have food and eat, you know, have food and um, do a FaceTime with them later or whatever, you know? So like, that's a really incredible thing. The other thing for me is um, about the idea of holidays being hard. And for my family, they aren't particularly challenging. There's not a lot of like huge personality issues that are challenging. Um, so it's like, I don't have too much experience with being like, oh man, the holidays are so hard. But there is also this strong cultural narrative going that for some, and that I know is true for some, there are some people for whom holidays are truly tremendously difficult. Largely those people are involved in toxic relationships right. and have some boundary setting to do. Um, my relationships, whatever kind of roller coaster I have on my relationships with my family members, uh, none of my relationships with them are toxic. And so it's like, I don't really, you know, sometimes I can kind of buy into that. Like, Oh, holidays are so hard. This is so challenging. And I'm like, what am I, that's not true for me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need to, sometimes yeah. I can absorb some of those narratives that are, that are coming yeah. along, um, in that are just out there, you know? Totally. I mean, and like the first thing you said about the um, kind of this, uh, like this more like the external ideal of what the holidays are supposed to look like. So we have this like external narrative about like it's supposed to look and we're all supposed to be joyful. Yeah. And And everyone's um, wearing their Christmas sweater and there's all the lights and there's a giant tree and there's like the presents everywhere and like. Well, that's that's where actually setting boundaries has come in this year for Joey and I with because I'm like, I want to I want to the part of me that, that kind of wants to fit into that, like kind of cultural, um, demand is Mm -hmm. the part of me that wants to put on a good production for everybody. And, um, Joey was able to point out because I am high on the fact that we had a great time. We had Mm -hmm. delicious food and Joey's reminding me, he's like, well, do you remember like how hard you worked? Right. He's like, you were like, you, you worked the whole, cause I, I work at work at yeah. my job and then I come home and I sp- I'm up all night cooking and then I'm up first thing in the morning. We did and Thanksgiving and- at your house last year and it was fucking amazing. Yeah. I know this is what you're talking so, about. The food right. and all. I mean, yeah. you did, you worked nonstop that the presentation was beautiful. Your home looked gorgeous. I mean, it was incredible. Yeah. So it was like, that kind of goes back to the ideal. Is it more mm-hmm. about the production right. and, and the, the, 
how it honestly looks. quite frankly the quality of food mm-hmm. or is it more about having everybody together and breaking bread right and he reminded me that you know it was stressful for him yeah so I'm like no I got it like I got it but <laughs> but like, it was stressful for him because he he didn't he didn't yeah. need to help me quite a bit yeah and he didn't get his dick sucked that day I mean that's very stressful boo I know I'm sorry um and but but like Really, it was about like like setting boundaries around like I can ask people to bring food, That's right? Um, so th- to take the load off of that yeah. and getting back to ideals, like like let's let's get back to what our ideal is, and does it really have to be the the perfect production? Right. Yeah, I love that. So just for to kind of a couple of things to kind of sum it up. I mean, sit down with whoever, you know, sit down either by yourself. If you're just by yourself, if you have a partner, sit down, outline what your ideal is for the holiday season. What you would, would you prefer to be like a little stressed out and have the beautiful production? Or would you prefer to like be chill and have like, everyone just arrive and be okay. You know, like, can you let some of that stuff go? Yeah. Well, it's like, first it's like, what is meaningful? Like what is truly meaningful to your heart, to who you are? And then, you know, so, and then the ideals go from there. Right. Cause it has to be authentic. It has to be. I totally agree. I think we should talk a little bit more about the concept of toxicity um, because we have a little bit more time. Cause you know that I'm toxic. And so I just, <laughs> we hit Lady Gaga, Christina Aguilera, and Britney Spears all in one tonight. I'm I'm here for it. I guess we're done now. That's it. Um, what I would say is that you know I just just want to put a reminder out there. You know I have a. Um, I have a strong conviction that there are some people with whom uh, our relationships are too toxic for us to remain in a relationship of any kind, right? So, like, I just want to put it out there that if you're in a really fucking toxic relationship with someone, you don't have to keep emailing them. You don't have to invite them. I mean, the reality is, like, if you invite someone – if you are having a holiday thing and you're like, oh, my God, I'm going to invite this person, but I really hope they don't come, like, don't fucking invite them, right? Yes. And you don't have to explain it. You don't even have to say like, oh, you don't have to send them an email saying like why they weren't invited. You just don't invite them. You oh, know? Yeah. And like yeah. I just think like that in a world where we strive to have the best possible relationships with people, sometimes the best possible relationship is no relationship. Yes. And that's okay. It's beautiful. It's totally fine. And it doesn't matter who that person that you're having the no relationship with is. It could be your mom. It could be your sister. It could be a brother. It could be a sister-in-law. It doesn't matter. And you don't have to explain it. You don't owe anything to anyone. It's okay to just set some boundaries around that stuff so that you're not turning inside out or turning yourself into a pretzel mm-hmm. to try to appease or – um like make something. Yeah. I mean, but check your motives first because mm-hmm. you want to make sure you're not doing it to punish somebody because you could be toxic too. Um, but if, if it is truly somebody who's, who's continually causing like a, you or me emotional harm, then mm-hmm. yes, of course. It's, yeah. It's so much better for everybody involved to mm-hmm. just step away. Yeah, totally. So I love that. I think that's such a great, thank you so much for that topic for this week. It was like such a good substantive discussion um, and it just make it actually make, it makes me very excited winter about the holidays. Winter is coming. Winter is coming. It's okay though because I have a blaze of atomic glory. <laughs> I have a room full of blazes of atomic glory. Um, I think that's all we've got for tonight. Is there anything else that you want to add on the tail end? I don't think so. I think that's it. Cheerio. I'm going to watch the Royal show. We're going to watch, it's called Serving the Royals. We'll be watching it this week. Oh my gosh. I want to talk about one more TV thing. Oh, okay. Um, This is maybe like if we're like saying cheers, saying goodbye, I'm just going to give a little um, recommendation um, for a Netflix series that I never saw coming, people. Mm, I never saw this one coming. Um, The Frankenstein Chronicles. (laughs) 
<laughs> what the fuck? I don't know what it is, but I'll check yeah, it out. Yeah, you, you, and you'll watch like the first eight of nine episodes and you'll be like, the fuck, Sandy? <laughs> what the fuck? But so I watched, I think it's a 10 episode series. Okay. Maybe, maybe eight. Don't quote me on that. Maybe eight. And I'm watching it and I'm like, I don't know. Is this like a real life thing or is it, a, it's not a cartoon, is it? No, it's real life. It's okay. it's um, set in like the 1860s. Um, Victorian era. London. London. Um, it's really like when medicine was pretty fucking brutal. Uh-huh. Maybe we'll have the, a London episode next week. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> um, and it's it's like, it's um, it's kind of in alignment with the royals because mm-hmm. they're British. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's Frankenstein. It's the story of Frankenstein. Ooh, cool. But you don't see this shit coming, people. Okay. You will not see this shit will coming. Will I be able to sleep after I watch it? Well, it's, so it's sort of like a true crime, 18-something. Like, yeah. I feel like they would tell this story on My Favorite Murder if oh, it okay. were true. Okay. Um, and it's about a detective. And it's the guy who plays Ned in Game of Thrones. Okay, okay. And um, he's investigating this, this Frankenstein-like murder. You know I like a good detective. And it gets into politics mm-hmm. of the day. And I was kind of, like, not really into it because it was just weird enough and that I was just like, eh, I'm not really into this. And it's really cold there. Like, they shot every scene with, like, the... You could see their breath, breath because yeah. it's so cold. I'm like, I'm really done with it. this. I, I get, get it. it. It's, it's, fucking, it's cold. fucking cold. They don't have heat. I get it. <laughs> You're inside and you can see your breath. But the fucking last episode blew my wig back. And last night we weren't even going to watch it. I was like, and I was like, boo, it's just the last one. Don't you think we should finish it? So we finished it and I was like... Mind Kaboom! Oh my god! If you're ready to have your so mind blown, so good. Watch the, what's so it called again? Good. The Frankenstein Chronicles. Frankenstein Cro- Chronicles. We'll yes. leave you with that. Yeah. I love and then it. the last thing I have to say, just to finish up, there is one episode left of Kidding, and it's on Showtime, and I highly recommend it. You know how I love everything that is human about humans. Yes, you do. And this is a great story about about a human falling apart. It's mm. beautifully told, funny, well written. Um, one more episode left. You need to watch it. Awesome. Well, with that, we will be sending a love, light, and gold from Portland, and we want you to stay vigilant. (laughs) 